Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four, to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. It's another day. That must mean it's another Your Daily Scrum with uh, my good friend Todd Miller. Todd, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, good day, mate. Good day, mate. Yeah. Did you wake up feeling a little Aussie today? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's just a go-to when you don't, you know, have a good, well, how's it going? Like, because that seems too normal. So I thought maybe yeah. we'd put some more shrimp on the Barbie. I don't know. Well, it's going to be one of those episodes. Huh? It could be, yeah. Well, Todd, I think uh, it's going to be a good episode because we have, we have another listener question. I, these are just flying in. So keep them coming. We love them. Uh, We'd rather answer your questions and the ones we've made up. So, Todd, what do we have today? Who's uh... so Rob asked, what is your daily activity as a scrum master? You've never heard this one before. Have you heard that one before? Yeah. What's the day in the life of a scrum master, right? Day in the life of a scrum master. You know, that's. I think that's why I like the role and why I can't fully give it up, right? So every, every now and then I'll dive back into being a scrum master. I know, Todd, you like doing that too. It's the variety, mm-hmm. right? Every day is different. Like when I would, uh, I would walk into a financial company or a startup or some Fortune 100, and it didn't matter the size of the company or the problems we were solving. It was a different thing every day, right? I would walk in and the dev team could be, the, their hair could be on fire and things could be going nuts or there could be some kind of fight or conflict brewing. Or I could be working with a product owner who's insanely lonely, getting beating, getting beaten up on all sides and who needs some help. Or I could be working with executives or finance or legal or HR out in the organization, trying to bring some agile thinking to those groups so that you know we stop butting heads with them on the scrum team. And, and so what I, I don't know about you, but what I loved was that every day was a new set of challenges, a new set of impediments, a new look in an organization, a new opportunity to, to bring business agility forward. And what do you think? Yeah. So um, just to unpack a little bit of what you said there, you know, you're talking about the levels of service of a scrum master, right? You talked about service to developers, service to the product owner, service to the organization. And I can't help but think of um, how the daily activities of a scrum master may change over time. Right. And 
And I, I think about teams that I've worked with that had never used Scrum before and what my daily activities look like in those circumstances where I was working with teams to understand that, really helping the product owner create a product backlog and, and, and do long-term forecasting. And then I think about teams that were more mature that had been doing Scrum for quite some time. And you were men- mentioning ancillary processes that may be impacting the team's ability to, to reach their full potential. I know last week we just talked about hiring processes, right? Yep. So if, uh, if your hiring process hasn't changed yet, you're trying to change your culture to be more of an agile culture for, for delivery, then that could really impact you. That's an ancillary process as a, a product owner or as a scrum master that you're out in the organization, um, you know, doing service to the organization there. So I think of those levels of service and I think about knowing where you are and where your scrum team's at and where your organization's at, your activity level will absolutely vary on a day-to-day basis. You know, and it's interesting. We probably have some scrum masters out there right now who listen to all that going, but you guys really haven't answered the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or how do I actually make that applicable? Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give a guiding principle here um, that I used that I, that I think will help because we, we mentioned there's so many opportunities to work in the organizations. There's so many broken things. There's so many great things. There's so many opportunities. And so I usually framed it like this. How can I best help the scrum team deliver? Right? So what can I do today that would make delivery simpler? And so what that means is I have to spend a lot of time talking to the scrum team about what makes delivery difficult today. Maybe the product owner is having difficulty getting a well-refined product backlog. And so maybe that's going to consume some time today. Or maybe the dev team has a build server that dies, you know, five times a day and costs us two to three hours of productivity. So now I got to partner up with a manager or a leader and go find some budget that's going to help resolve that situation. But I find this focusing lens of delivery, right? And how can I best help the scrum team deliver today? Um, is a good guiding question if you're confused about what you could or should be working on in the moment. What do you think of that, Todd? So that's making me think of maybe something else we could add into this as advice is um, where might we be struggling with empirical process control as it stands today? Are we properly inspecting in every single Scrum event? Are we adapting or are we failing to adapt anywhere? And is, uh, is the work uh, transparent, well understood, right? Um, so I think that uh, I always like to view things through the eyes of empirical process control and say, where are we, where do we have an opportunity to amplify one of the pillars of empiricism right now, right today? And then maybe even uh, you can do this sprint and then you can think towards uh, like longer term, like towards this product goal that we're chasing right now. Right? Yeah, I really like your your, your follow-up question to empiricism is, are we failing to adapt? Mm-hmm. I think you just wrote a really awesome blog post that's available at agileforhumans.com about you know companies failing to adapt. This has been a hot topic ever since we wrote our book. So fixing your scrum actually led to us thinking about, um, there's product placement for you, right? Actually <laughs> led to us uh, realizing that, you know we used to think that transparency was the big problem, but I don't think it is. I think people know where the problems are. They're failing to change. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that. It was actually scary writing that blog, right? <laughs> yeah. 
it was, it felt scary. And, you know, a lot of it too, that we attached in another book, we're not, we're really not deliberately doing that. But uh, another thing to think of too, is um, which scrum value needs help right now. Right. And so I think you and I created a little bit of a, uh, of a, of a exercise around a situation where you order the scrum values where, where you think you need the most help right now. Right. We do that in one of our classes and, um, I think that's a moving target too, right? You're, I don't think you've ever completely amplified empirical process control. And I don't think that you um, will ever be perfect at the five scrum values. So that might right. be another another area to check out. Yeah, so I hope I hope that's some good guidance, right? I think the, the bottom line is we don't know what your typical day is going to look like, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to have typical days as a scrum master. You're going to have opportunities to inspect and adapt and help teams deliver and to investigate empiricism at every event and every turn and work with the wider organization. And there's going to be so many opportunities. And so hopefully we've given you a few focusing lenses, a few golf swings, as I like to call them, some things you can keep in mind as you navigate your day. Um, But yeah, I think delivery, empiricism, and adaptation, those are three things that if you can kind of keep focused on, you're going to find the, the right areas to work in and really help your teams improve and deliver and adapt and, and achieve great things. Yeah, right on. Yeah. So thanks for that question. We're Pretty so well. glad you left uh, uh, a note there for us. Down in the comment section below, I, I never get this right. It's somewhere. My camera's right there. Okay, so we're down, somewhere down in there, there's a comment section. Leave us your question. Or perhaps, what's your day like? Do you have some typical things that happen, right? Leave us uh, your ideas in the comments. Perhaps, who knows? Perhaps your question could end up on a future episode of Your Daily Scrum. We are keep trying it- to keep up with that. We are really are trying to keep up with that, but we, we we appreciate all the engagement. So, you know what? As far as keeping up with that, be sure to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, uh, check us out on socials. The more people who subscribe, the more we're able to do things. In fact, you might have noticed a sweatshirt I'm wearing. If we can get up to a thousand subscribers, we can start selling you that sweatshirt. So, if you want to check out some of the merch and all those fun things we have planned going forward. We got to get that uh, subscriber number up. So hit that subscribe button, smash that like button, keep your eye out for future episodes. We're going to keep this going all year long. And so as your questions come in, we're going to keep answering them. And we've got a good backlog. It's going to keep us busy for a while. So for Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. This is another episode of your daily scrum. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.